Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. Us Irish, of course, like to think we are great storytellers. And and there you go. See, I've just told you a story. We are. We're good little yappers, aren't we? We like to think that we have the gift of the gab because we're Irish. But the fact is, many of us are actually terrible public speakers. We fumble. We say, um, 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 we get nervous. We start to sweat profusely. Well, as is the case with everything these days, there is an expert at hand to help you. And Heidi Ellert McDermott is the founder of Speechy and the author of The Modern Couple's Guide to Wedding Speeches. It's a job for everybody in life, isn't there, really and truly? Heidi set up the company back in 2015 after one too many terrible weddings with woeful speeches and since has worked with lots of people, including many celebrities, by the way. We'll find out who they are in a minute. There's a few kiss and tell stories coming like I can feel it. Anyway, and she joins me on the line to tell her story. Heidi, hi, how are you? Very good. Yeah, great to speak to you. And um, yes, it is a very unusual job. I'll admit that. And um, But it definitely keeps me busy and it seems a lot of people need help. So here's the thing, right? I'm a good public speaker. I worked as a DJ in nightclubs. I've worked in radio for 30 years doing this. I rabbit on for three hours a night. I do two hours during the day in a <laughs> podcast. No problem. I was asked to be a best man at a wedding going back about 10 years ago. And I was sweating profusely at the thoughts of having to do an after-dinner speech. I just, I just got so <laughs> nervous. What's that about? Well, it's just such a different beast. And as you say, we work with some celebrities and politicians and sort of high-powered um, chief execs and like Everyone. who? Like who? Like it, who? It, it, Kiss and tell. Oh, I'm who? not giving names. I'm not giving names, unfortunately. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's such an unusual type of speech where you've got to entertain people, you've got to tick the etiquette boxes, you're not allowed to offend people, and you've got to um, keep everyone smiling and happy, and it just puts everyone in a spin. It's something you don't have to do very often. And even if you are a natural um, funny guy, you've got the gift of the gab, it is in a more formal setting. You're speaking to people that you don't know, that you've never met. And so I think it is a big ask. And as you say, I went to quite a few weddings um, over a course of sort of a five-year period. And I just saw how, how tough some people were finding it. Okay. And um, thought, thought I could help them. Okay, so uh, as you're saying, it's, it, you're talking to a different type of an audience. For example, we're talking here and we're talking to probably, you know, but thankfully I'm in a little room on my own. There's nobody else around apart from my producer staring in the window at me. There's nobody else around. <laughs> so for me, it's easy. I'm trapped in this little room and I don't see anybody. But realistically, yeah. and I often say to people when they come in a guest and they're nervous, I said, don't, don't worry. It's just about the size of a big stadium full of people listening to you. It's like sitting. <laughs> <laughs> that, usually, that usually puts them at ease. Anyway, so. But you don't see them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's different. It feels more intimate, doesn't yeah. it? And. So here's the thing, yeah, when think, you're asked to do a wedding yeah. speech, is there a formal way of doing it? Is there kind of rules and regulations around a wedding speech? Like, let's say for the best man, for example, is there rules? You obviously have to introduce, you know, ladies and gentlemen, bride and groom, bride and groom, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. uh, the, the priest, give them all a mention, the hotel stuff. So is there rules around how you start it, how you finish it, what happens in the middle, telling a story? Is there kind of rules? 
wrong um, is especially sort of the groom who um, generally has the most wedding speech to do. And, and that's like diving into Google and looking up the etiquette guide. And by the end of it, you think you've got to thank about 50 people in a 10 minute speech. <laughs> um, so I'd say don't get too panicked about the etiquette. And um, the reality is these days, it's just about common sense and um, being grateful. Um, but I'd say definitely try to take the advice online with a pinch of salt. In terms of, you know, we wouldn't encourage thanking people that you paid, you know, mm -hmm. give them a good Google review instead, they'd appreciate that more and use your word count to actually pay a tribute to the people who matter. Again, like with the groom, sometimes it just comes down to a couple of sentences saying how beautiful their partner is. And actually, what everyone wants in a speech is to get that sort of that feel good factor out of it. Yeah, so bit, of a, bit of a smile. Of yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need the stories in it, and um, you need all that sort of sense of getting to know the couple more, finding out some more stuff. So, you know, you've got to get rid of all the cliches and platitudes, and 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 really make everything more individual. The internet's got a lot to blame, and sort of trying to get these same rehashed cheesy <laughs> wedding jokes out that you hear at every wedding. Yeah, of course. So, uh, the same so, yeah, cliche that, that, lines, that. yeah. I, oh, I tell you, the, yeah, worst, the worst wedding speech many, many years ago was at a wedding and the best man gets up to do his bit, you know, and he does the, you know, the bride and groom and all the rest and everything else. And then in the middle of his speech, he says, but I want to make an announcement. And he turns right. around to the first lady or whatever she's called. <laughs> the head bridesmaid who was his fiance yeah. or his girlfriend and he asked her to uh -huh. marry and he asked her to marry him and i went oh, God. oh time and place man time and place <laughs> that is not the time to do it <laughs> and i could see the bride not. i could see the bride's face dropping everybody was looking yeah. going you really pick your moments pal and then yeah. she got up and said, well, maybe oh, he thank was you. for material. And I said, you've just <laughs> taken the moment away. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. So, oh, my goodness. There's some classic awful, awful mistakes I've seen as well. I saw a best man who went on for about 50 minutes. Oh, God. And he was being heckled. He continued on regardless. And what was most scary is he didn't have any notes. So we, we couldn't tell if he was coming to the end or not. But, um, yeah. yeah. When it comes to speeches, size matters. So, okay, so um, is there, yeah. I, I know you provide a part of the service that you do, and you, by the way, at some point you were a TV producer, director, you're a writer for 15 years, you know your stuff when it comes to public speaking, but you provide a service where you do at a template. So is the template, does that make it a lot easier? Is it like insert name here? <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, well, we've tried to make it a bit better than that. I mean, it's not just me on the team. It's a, a team of sort of comedy writers. And um, so with every template, there's a, there's a choice of at least three sort of speeches people can pick. And then there's sort of a questionnaire as well that kind of helps people. Um, to customise it a bit, yeah, for yes, you, yeah. Exactly, because I think that's one of the things we've learned over the years, especially with our bespoke service, is asking the right questions. Because if I asked, asked a groom over the phone, you know, why do you love your partner? It's just too big a question. You know, yeah. they never have anything 
particularly interesting to say. But if yeah, I so like, I suppose oh, you, you mentioned, is, yeah, where'd you meet her? Funny moments that happened in your lives, you know, the most exciting yeah, holiday just, you've had or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or or just like you know what frustrates you about each other, or okay. you know, do they have any unusual habits? And you know, you really got to dig down to get the sense of you know why they're the individual that you love and why you can't do without them. Really try to get away from all the sort of generic adjectives that so many brides could be described as and, and really sort of honing in on why they're a cool individual and, and their partner loves them so much. Okay, and do they get any training? Because it's all well and good you give them this wonderful speech, which I'm sure you provide an amazing speech <laughs> for them. But they still have to stand up there and, you know, and espouse that speech. So essentially that that nervousness or that way of speaking publicly and trying not to make it look like you're reading it too much, et cetera, et cetera. Do you give any kind of training in that that aspect of it? Yeah. Well, like the first thing I'd say for anyone that does feel nervous is that stage of um, writing a good speech and knowing that you've got a good one to deliver. That's half the battle. Um, but then, yeah, there is lots of delivery confidence tricks. And, you know, it is some of the time it is like faking it till you make it and standing up and smiling is it's just that that is something when I do delivery coaching, people often forget to smile. Oh, yeah, because you can you can hear a smile. You can actually hear a smile. Yes, yeah, exactly. And I always sort of say, like, when you're standing in front of a crowd, you kind of got to imagine you're a primary school teacher, you know, in front of a a group of five-year-olds telling a story. So you've got to lose all your pretensions and just, you know, get down and dirty, eyes rolling, arms, get, use your arms, use your body and, and just try and get the story across as opposed to worrying about yourself so much. I mean, you not only do weddings, obviously, as well, you do speeches for other occasions, I imagine, too. Um, yeah. What's the more unusual kind of things that you would do, apart from Conservative Party conferences? Because <laughs> 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 I can tell you now, they need a few speech lessons. What would, uh, <laughs> what, what's the more unusual ones you do? Well, I, I, you know, it can be everything from, you know, we do do eulogies, which are always an honour to work on, to um, 80th birthday speeches, to TED Talks, where we end up learning loads mm. of interesting stuff as well but I, I'd say the ones that I do enjoy most it isn't the business ones it is much more of those personal sort of wedding speeches and and things where you get a real insight into people so yeah, yeah that's that's what we concentrate I mean, when you're, on when, really. by the way by the way when you're doing a eulogy just a little bit of a tip here if you're ever doing a eulogy do you add humour into a eulogy or is that disrespectful? Now, I've been at, you know, some funerals that have been in hell. They've been great, hilariously funny. Yeah. But I've also been yeah. at some that are quite morbid. And mind you, it is a funeral. Yeah. It's meant to be reasonably morbid. I understand that. <laughs> but, but I mean, should you add a bit of humour into it about, the, about the, the, you know, oh, the person who passed away? I mean, if you can, like, uh, I mean, obviously it depends on the circumstances. But generally, if it's, if it's someone who has led a life um, you'd hope that you can add that sense of joy into the speech and, you know, their sense of humour and what they brought and those happy times. So, you know, that's definitely our starting point with any eulogy is bringing that sense of 
mm. of joy into it as well, and 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 really reflecting a bit of the the, the person's sense of humour, hopefully too. Yeah, and but re- um, read the room, I suppose, is the most important thing, isn't it? Read the room. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like so, if, um, if it's a yeah. tragedy and it's somebody who died quite young or something like that, don't oh, start oh, telling yes, jokes. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yes, yes, it's not going to go yes, down well. Exactly. 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 <laughs> so I mean, with with any of the speeches that we do, I mean, it is so individual. You know, we speak to loads of dads, for example, and you know, sometimes they're saying they're they're not that keen on the groom, or you know, there's two sort of families that don't particularly get on, and there's lots of politics to get involved in. So, you know, it's always interesting mm. um, in terms of of what you learn about love and about families and about relationships. And then trying to negotiate that and and create a sort of entertaining speech off the back of anything that keeps everyone happy. So I mean, yeah, the, the book, it can be challenging. But. Yeah, the book is a must for people, of course, because yeah, look, there's loads of speeches to be made. We all know that. With it, yeah. what do they do? They, 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 they hold on. I have to tap my glass. Hang on. That's it. <laughs> I, I used to, when I was the, when I was the best man when I was the best man at the wedding I used to hate I hated it because people do it all the way through the whole night just to really annoy you and I go oh it's coming soon the speech is coming soon anyway the point the point it was making sorry I spilt me water there while I was talking anyway in the book is called the modern couple's guide to wedding speeches and I suppose it's a must yes. isn't it really because you don't don't try and do this on your own you do need help don't you. Yeah, well, I just think, as I say, like everyone that, that does a wedding speech these days dives into the, onto the internet, and it's so easy to get lost with bad advice. Um, so I think this book is really good in that it, it kind of gets rid of all the nonsense, gets rid of all the fear of all these um, formalities and etiquette that you think you need to pay attention to but you really don't. And it just gives you sort of our team's um, tips on how you can easily hunt down humour and how you can be romantic without sounding cliched and and, and, and keeping it real and yeah. how to hunt down your best stories and things. And I, I think another thing, obviously, that, that why the book was needed is that there's more women. Uh, I was coming to that. Speeches. I was coming to this. So that's not really very traditional, but it's becoming more common now, where women are making yes. the speeches. I don't. I don't know why it was never traditional for the women to say very much. She kind of just sat there and looked pretty, which wasn't really a nice thing yeah. to be honest with you. So now it's becoming more common for. So by the way, why yeah. did why did that happen? Why did we get to a point where women weren't really saying anything at weddings? Well, gosh, I mean, I, I, it's just just the the sort of sexist traditions. But oh, yeah. what I find what I find the the, the strangest thing is still um, go to wedding exhibitions or wedding shows, and some brides to be are still saying to me, "Can a bride give a speech?" And I'm going, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, why not?" Of like, you yeah, can. and and um, yeah, I think there's still. Uh, there is uh, reluctance in some women, um, especially when many feel like they've done the, the hard labour of most of the organisation of the wedding. And by the time the day comes, they just want to sit back and drink the sa- champers and have compliments thrown at them. But um, but mm. I'd always say like it's a missed opportunity. Like 
it's one of the parts of your wedding where you can really add personality to the day and you can really pay tribute not just to your partner but to your parents and your friends and you can make people laugh and so mm. you know I gave a bright speech and I really enjoyed it because it was that chance of the day where I got to connect with people yeah. and um, so I'd always encourage brides to at least think about it so okay. um, you know I... you don't have to do anything on your wedding day but but I'd say it's a missed opportunity. Do you have any disaster stories that you could tell us? Disaster what's like, stories. What's, well, what's the worst, you know, the worst story that you have? Well, well, yeah. I, I mean, it would just be when families don't like each other. <laughs> There's <laughs> and, a row at the to top navigate, table. <laughs> navigate against that. Um, yeah. Or, or um, hopefully by the time that we are working with them, it's all going to be okay. But like, I do remember seeing um, quite a few disaster stories. Um, There was one where it was a trio of best men and they had to get escorted Mike off the mic by the mother of the bride um, after their performance got a bit too rowdy. Um, And I'd say that is like when it's joint speeches, it does does get a bit more risky, especially like three best men. It's it's it that that you're kind of um, laying yourself up for a fall there if you've invited three onto the mic. Um, so you know it's just about sometimes yeah. it's not the funniest best man you need. It's the one who's going to put on the sort of the most homework into it. Yeah, and the one that's going to make the effort. Yeah, I think that's why they picked me for <laughs> yeah. best man years ago because it's not, he's a talk show host. He'll be grand at the speech. They, they yeah. were they were so wrong, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, absolutely so wrong. But here, here's the other thing. I, I mean, the other advice would be don't drink too much before the speech, because that yeah. could be a disaster. Yeah. One of the funniest sketches here in Ireland was by a comedian, a very famous comedian in Ireland who since passed away recently, and his name is Brendan Grace. And his sketch it's called. You, if you get a chance, you should watch it. By the way, it'll be on YouTube. It's called right. the Father of the Bride, and right by. Apps, Brendan Grace is his name and it's a hilarious Excellent. sketch and I think we might actually play it if we get time before we finish today um, and it's about a drunk father making a speech Ooh. and it's just Ooh. the funniest thing so the advice is <laughs> tip don't drink before the speech or it's a limit the amount of alcohol you have yes yeah I mean being a Scot myself I'm a fan of um, a few glasses but I'd say don't have any more than you know two glasses of bubbles before you get up there because I mean there's science behind it and everything your your performance um, definitely is rated lower even after you've had sort of one glass of something Um, and the idea of Dutch courage is is a fallacy it's you know you actually have more stress hormones Um, so so yeah if you can avoid it do until the speeches are done just try and get Get the nearlyweds to schedule those speeches before the meal. <laughs> well, look, the, if anyone wants some advice, you're looking for help with your speeches, not just for weddings, but it is mainly weddings that people look for help with. But if it's after dinner speeches, if it's political speeches, by the way, our Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, you might need a little bit of help. Heidi's the woman, because recently your speeches haven't been great, I have to be honest with you. And if anybody wants any help at all, uh, where's the best place to get in touch with you, by the way? Um, I'm, I'm slagging off everything online, but actually it's speechy.com, S-P-E-E-C-H-Y. 
speechy.com all right if you want to go to speechy.com you can get all the information there and it makes it so easy because there's templates and all well obviously you have to decide what sort of template you want and give some information so they can be customized and personalized to your special day as they say um <laughs> Heidi thank you very much it's been a pleasure to talk to you thank you very much indeed oh, I appreciate you too. I hope you can be best man again oh no please I swear when I see, when I see if I see a wedding invitation <laughs> come in the door it's like watching a summons falling into the letterbox <laughs> I hate it <laughs> thank you Heidi alright see you thank bye. you very much there you go bye. Heidi Ellert McDermott but a name like McDermott, actually, she must be a Scottish or Irish. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.